And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senoras y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez, with you as always, RobG1063 on Twitter. Joining me now via the phone, a little bit different this week, via the phone is the man, the myth, the legend himself, the foremost authority on NAI Baseball, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, man, how's it going today? Robbie, I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to talk baseball with you again. Doing a little bit different, but we're still connected. Absolutely, man. We're we're glad you're able to connect with us. You know, that's the great thing is is we're able to have you on, and you know, just one of those things uh, that that we've got to do. And and the dedication of the podcast right there is is finding a way, able to get on, doing whatever it takes. So you know, really big time shout out to you for uh, you know joining us tonight. Well, we're going to go ahead and get rolling here, get moving into the show. We've got a great interview coming up with Brad Shelton, the head baseball coach at the University of the Cumberlands. But first, we start things out as we always do. Shout-outs and mentions. We'll kick things off. Our first shout-out goes to Thomas. That's right, TU, Thomas University Baseball. Start of the year one and seven. The Nighthawks have now won 12 of their last 14. Had two wins this past weekend versus Georgia Gwinnett. So shout-out to Thomas Baseball. A shout-out, we'll keep it in the Sun Conference, to Weber International's Willie Carter. Sets the program single-season home run record with 13 on the season. Staying down in Florida, shout-out to Madonna out of Michigan. They win the Warner Invitational. Mount Vernon Nazarene, the runner-up. Want to give a shout-out to Point University, Billy Brand. 14 and two-thirds innings pitch, nine saves, 12 strikeouts so far this season. Derek Smith of the University of Houston, Victoria, 10 RBIs in a game that's a UHV program record for Terry Poole's squad. Jarvis Christians, Anthony Orta had a W, gave up four hits and 17 strikeouts in his start. He's the Red River Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Week. Shout out to Coach Woody Hunt and Cumberland. They started the year 2-7. and seven. They've won 12 straight, 14-7 and seven on the year now. A mention to LSUS Jordan Trahan. Five home runs, 15 RBIs this week. I want to give a mention to Faulkner pitcher Evan Gillespie, 26 and two-thirds innings pitch, zero ERA, 34 strikeouts. And last but not least, I want to give a shout-out to USCB's Bobby Wenthe, becomes the program's all-time home run leader, so congratulations to him. Cody, man, any shout-outs and mentions stand out to you? Anything you want to add? Yeah, Thomas and Cumberland both playing really good baseball. I think, like you mentioned, they both turned it around, both playing really good, and you know, I'm just really impressed by those two teams right now. Absolutely. I mean, definitely some great baseball being played, and so we definitely want to get into this interview first here with Brad Shelton from the University of the Cumberlands, but I do have to add, you know, Cody, man, this was an awesome interview. I'm so excited to share this with the people because we had him on. We had to record this before a baseball game for him, and I think it was one of the best ones because he might have he might have thought he rambled on. He was absolutely incredible. Coach Helen did a fantastic job. He's been in the NAI for so long. So just to be able to talk with him and get his experience and see how the NAI has grown in his time, fantastic interview. Of course, all of our interviews take place via the Silverback Sports Hotline. The NAI Ball Podcast is brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports. 
Here's our interview with Coach Brad Shelton. Joining us now on the NAI Ball Podcast, all the way from the University of Cumberland's in Kentucky, is head baseball coach Brad Shelton. Coach, how's it going today? Great, man. 67 and sunny in Kentucky, so we're we're blessed to play baseball today. I really appreciate you guys having me on and everything you do for for small college baseball and the NAI in particular. So, love being here. Coach, that's, you know, I guess that'll be our first question is y'all have been kind of battling the elements. I mean, we're just lucky enough that you were able to to schedule some time to talk with us because you're in the middle of a series right now. You've got a game later on today against Fisher. Right. You know, you know, we, we've been able to get in. This will be our 20th game, so we're not really down games, but you just have to be flexible. We've done a lot of rescheduling. We've traveled to Lake Point, played on the turf. We traveled to uh, big big league camps over in North Carolina yesterday to give our field time to, to dry out. But, uh, yeah, our kids are really – it's a life lesson. I mean, you have to be ready to adjust on the fly, and, and they've done that really well. We've we've been able to get games in. It been, hasn't necessarily been the teams we had scheduled, but we you know we stay on that chain email with the NAI coaches and find games. And we've been able to play, so it's it's been good. Definitely getting some games in. I mean, your team right now, 16-3 and three on the season. You're going to be opening up – mid-south play this weekend shawnee state is your first mid-south conference opponent how do you prepare how have y'all prepared this week knowing that hey we're playing a tuesday wednesday three-game series we get thursday off and we're getting ready to get into it this weekend first conference series right you know we um we played a lot of games but they've been kind of spread out so what we haven't been able to do is really tax our bullpen and see our midweek pitching. So that's been it's been good this week uh, with three games with Fisher to be able to to run some guys out there that haven't gotten a lot of innings. So I think that's going to help us moving forward. Um, at the same time, we're, we're we're you know we're we've got our eyes on this series with Shawnee State, so we're have not thrown you know our our top three or four arms uh, starters, and uh, so we'll we'll start looking at Shawnee State tonight after we finish up this series with Fisher but Shawnee's always very scrappy and competitive and going there is really tough coach you're now in your 24th year as a head coach 18th at UC how have you evolved as a person we talked off air about you know how coaches evolve you know coaches evolve Mm -hmm. not just as a person but as coaches some guys start off as as a dictator, and they're totally different by the time their career ends. You know, it, it's different for everybody. It's a different evolution for everyone. What have you noticed about yourself and how you have evolved going in almost to 25 years of coaching by next year? All right, well, I have definitely changed. You know, um, I'm not going to turn this into a sermon, but but the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron, and I think that something I try to do every day is, I try to improve, um, you know, by listening to podcasts, reading, um, talking to other coaches is big for me. I, I try to talk to another coach every day, and Coach Coach Madison, Luther Bramlett at Midway, uh, Bart Osborne at Union, Jeremy Senior with the ABCA. And I had an hour conversation with him this morning. I'm just always trying to trying to evolve and get better as a coach. Um, and I would say my assistant coaches challenge me a lot to evolve and to kind of stay. Uh, up to date with how things are changing in the game because you know jared martin is our, our top assistant and he, he's one of the best assistants in the nai and man it, he challenges me every day because he outworks me you know and we got tyler bender who's our pitching guy same thing These, those guys just really work so i think i've evolved because of the people that i've been around um but i would say in 24 years the thing that i have come to realize is that this game will survive without me um 
you know, I've tried to stop over coaching. I think that's what I did when I was first starting. Um, and I've really tried to concern myself with, with building relationships and realizing that it's not about me. It's about these players. And I'm trying – really, they have a short window to play college baseball, and I want to make this the best time of their life. And I want to look back and say, you know, those were the good old days. So, on the field, you know, we just try to recruit good players and, and give them some freedom to relax and play and, you know, not overcoach. And we'll help them with, with mechanical stuff. But – a lot of times it's, you know, what do you think or how can how can we make this adjustment or what why don't we try this? It's not really a dictatorship. It's, you know, we recruited them. They're good. Why would we try to clone them or, you know, or change them? So early on I was really probably way too mechanical and and it was my way or the highway and I didn't give them the freedom to have their own individuality and probably, probably kept some guys from flourishing, you know, just by trying to put them all in a box and make them do the, the same thing. I think that, you know, nowadays players can find whatever they want on the internet in 10 minutes that can either support your theories about baseball or it can debunk them pretty quickly. So if, if you've got guys who know that you care about them and love them and, and want what's best for them, they're probably more likely to, to buy in, in in your philosophy. So that's probably where I have changed the most. Coach, y'all are hitting 335. 31 home runs and 140 RBIs in 19 games. Talk to us a little bit about that success. Who are some players to highlight there that are just really leading to this explosive unit? Yeah, Cody, I think we're we are we are pretty good offensively. We've we've got a team with experience. We've got 13 juniors, 13 seniors, and and two redshirt sophomores. So a lot of those guys are back from you know the last two years. Uh, we've made the opening round. So I think the experience has has really helped us. Um, with our offense especially because guys have seen the NAIA pitching now and they realize it's it's a tough level to hit because you could see, you know, soft lefty one game and then, you know, mid-90s guy the next. So you really have to have some adjustability in your swing. I think that's probably why we're so, so good offensively this year. But it really starts with um, with those seniors. And we've got three senior outfielders that have been really productive the last couple of years with Brian Benz, Orly Arlano, and, and Rowdy Martinez. Those guys have some some big time power. They're they're really good defenders, and you know they probably save us an earned run a game with their defense. But um, you know they're guys that have some thump in the middle and, and a little bit of speed to go with it. And then on the corners, we've got Jose Rojas and J.C. Santos, who are two of the toughest guys to strike out in our lineup. So um, we just don't have a lot of um, we don't really let teams up for air you know our, our eight hole has been Roly Rodriguez and um, he and Robbie Straub split time catching they're both hitting over 400 um, you know Roly's hit a couple of big home runs in the eight hole so we don't really give teams to time to come up for air and and then the guys at the top and the bottom just have good at bats and, and turn the lineup over and kind of set the table for for those guys so I think that is definitely our our strength is we you know we have some thump in our lineup coach I'm I'm a pitching guy you know, you're going to have to tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about uh, Josh Avila and, and Zach Hurley. Yeah, man, I, I don't know what we're going to do when those two graduate because the last two years they have just been so steady. Just they eat up innings and they've been, you know, really guys that we could depend on um, to get us deep into games. Um, Zach's a four-year guy. He's been really special in helping us take our program you know back to into the national scene uh he's a local kid who's just come here and gotten better and better just because of his work ethic but um he's even 
a better person and teammate. And Josh came in from junior college and just fit right in with our guys. And those two have just been, you know, have just made our pitching staff so steady because we know we can count on them to give us quality outings. And both of them all conference last year as juniors, and, and we really will rely on them on the weekends, you know. Coach, you're number 11 in the country. You came into this season really hot. You're playing really well. What are the goals? Is Lewis in the expectation? Yeah, you know, that that's we want to get there. We've been in the opening round the last two years. You know, we have, we're in a conference where six of the seven teams have been to the opening round in the in the last ten years, and four of our teams have been to the World Series. We have not been to the World Series, and that's the next step for our program. And we talk about it a lot, um, but we also want to enjoy the process and have these guys uh, love come to the park every day but keeping that end goal in mind. So, you know, we, we want to be – if you can be really good in the Mid-South Conference and you're going to have a chance with the rankings and the boat chip and all those things to get yourself into the national tournament, uh, whether or not you, you know, you, you win on that last day of the Mid-South Conference tournament, you still have a shot to get in um, and then go to the World Series. You know, Cumberland University won a national championship a few years ago and they didn't, they didn't win a regular season. So it's just – it's really about – enjoying the process and building to that postseason and try to peak at the right time. And that's, that's what we focus on. Coach, I know you've got a ball game to prepare for, so we won't keep you much longer, but you know, you've seen so much NAI baseball in your time. Tell me about how the NAI has evolved, you know, since you started at UC to now. Yeah, it's, it's really different. There's no doubt. I think, you know, some, some tangible things that I have seen is just the the postseason selection process with uh, I think we're getting the best teams in the national tournament now Um, and we had some teams that got in in the old system through the regional system that you know probably weren't as good as some teams that didn't make it so we you know we benefited from the old system at times but I don't think that it was really um, took a an overall look across the country and trying to get the best teams in so with the use of the rankings and the boat chip and, and looking at who teams play, I think that we have come about with the best system that we can so far. That's really changed our approach to scouting reports. Like we don't give up information on teams that we've played like we used to. Uh, we just don't trade that information because with the boat chip system, you want the teams that you've played to, to start winning and win more because it helps your boat chip ranking. So that's changed things a lot. Um, I would say that really the perception of the NAI has changed. Um, and you guys have a big part of that with the, with the, uh, media attention and, and, and your Twitter account and those kind of things. Coach Sheets at the ABCA has brought some attention to the NAI because of, uh, you know, him having been an NAI guy. So I just think that there are way more positives than problems in the NAI. And you guys and some other outlets have really done a good job shining the light on those things but i just think guys like woody hunt and buford sanders in our area have set the bar really high and that's caused all of us to understand that our facilities have to get better our coaches have to get better our recruiting has to get better i just think that uh, the game at the nai level is way better now than it was when i when i got here 18 years ago you know you know i had a pitcher transfer from arizona state and that that first year and he was the guy that you know touched 90 occasionally and he was kind of the talk of the state that, that little old cumberland had a guy throwing 90 but and now we have seven or eight that touch 90 and that's 
pretty average, really, for the top 25 NAIA teams. You look at teams like Southeastern and some of Oklahoma City and some of the velocity guys that they have. I just think the players have gotten better, um, you know, throughout that, these last 18 years. But I just think that administrations have recognized the importance of, of having successful, viable baseball programs, and they've started to invest in, in their coaching staffs and facilities and those kind of things. I, that's definitely what's happened here with my president, Dr. Crawford, from our AD, Chris Craftick. They just support us because they see you know, baseball people are good people, and they end up great alumni and great leaders in the community. So I think baseball has really gotten better top to bottom than NAI just in the 18 years I've been involved. I can absolutely attest to that. You know, uh, Cody and I both have our, our respective universities that – uh, we follow <laughs> and, and so, you know, we're, I'm, I'm an alumnus and, and so I follow even back here in South Texas and, and a lot of my former teammates and, and guys that I've played with, you know, it, it's close connections forever. And, and the game has really changed, um, OCU Southeastern, you know, Faulkner, just the velocity guys that they put on the mound. I mean, just the way that I heard about things early on to today, I mean, the talent level has just shot up and, and definitely it's, it's incredible. And we're definitely proud here at NAI ball to be able to cover this brand of baseball. And and this is our community. So coach, you know, Brad Shelton university of Cumberland's has been on with us, coach. I want to thank you taking some time out of your day. I know you got a ball game here in a little bit, few hours away so we'll go ahead and let you get rolling here and and best of luck today against fisher and best of luck against shawnee state this weekend okay guys thank you so much for what you do god bless you so again we want to thank coach brad shelton over at the university of the cumberlands for joining us today they went on and had a couple of big wins today over fisher college so congratulations to him and thank you again for joining us all interviews done via the silverback sports hotline we'll keep them coming all year long OCU and USAO was our big series of the week, and we will recap that one right now. OCU won the series two games to one. Final score in game number one was eight to two, Oklahoma City University. Final score in game number two was four three, OCU. And the final score in game number three was seven to one, USAO able to salvage something from that series and get a win. OCU starting pitcher Bryce Milligan has just been absolutely phenomenal all year long. Nine innings pitch. Two earned runs, 15 strikeouts in game number one. Also want to highlight OCU starting pitcher Jake Patterson, five and two-thirds, two earned runs, and six strikeouts. For USAO, want to highlight starting pitcher Colton Williams, seven innings pitch, one earned run, 11 strikeouts coming up big for his team. And then the shortstop for the Drovers, P.J. Garcia, four runs, a triple, and a home run in a series that you know had one really close game. Everything else kind of spread out. They played Thursday out in Chickasha, Oklahoma, and then Friday in, or excuse me, Saturday, they played the doubleheader out at Jim Wade in Oklahoma City. So, Cody, man, this has been one of the biggest series in the nation so far this year. Tell me, you know, a little bit more about what you saw from the series. OCU, still the dominant team pretty much in, in a conference that's absolutely tough. You know, the same thing happened last year where, OCU won the series, but USAO was able to come back and win the conference tournament. This series came down to Milligan was dominant Thursday night. Colton Williams was dominant in game three for USAO. A little bit better starting pitcher in Patterson on that day. Patterson in game one of the doubleheader was able to pick up the win for OCU. 
Uh, they take the series. I wouldn't say that they're that above USAO at all. I think they're neck and neck, and those two teams, you know, just amongst the best in the country. Absolutely have to agree there. I mean, this is two of the best teams in the nation going at it. The Sooner Athletic Conference is one of the best conferences in the nation. I might be a little biased in that because I played in it, but it is one of the best conferences in the nation along with, in, in, just in my opinion, the Sun, Southern States. There's some great baseball being played out on the West Coast, some great baseball being played up North. But OCU, USAO is one of those series that you want to pay attention to every year because those coaching staffs and those programs have done so much the last couple of years. And OCU, really a blue blood, blue chip of NAI baseball. We'll move on now to surprises of the week. Union wins the series versus Tennessee Wesleyan two games to one. Aquinas gets a win over number 17, Kaiser. Cody Man over eight ranked teams drop games this weekend. McPherson puts up 30 against Manhattan Christian, 30 to nothing. Huntington wins the series versus Taylor two games to one. The Masters takes three out of four versus number 15, Vanguard. Shortstop Aaron Shackelford hitting 349 with 13 home runs and 34 RBIs on the year. Truett McConnell wins two versus number 14, Brian. Martin Methodist takes two versus number 18, Mobile. And then i got to give a shout-out to Union. They put up 18 runs in one inning today in the fifth inning against Alice Lloyd. Cody, what is your biggest surprise of the week? I think it's got to be McPherson putting up 30 runs, eight home runs on the day, seven doubles, and a triple. Just incredible 16 extra base hits. Uh, Union had a huge offensive performance. The Masters, you know, they're a tricky team, man. They're so talented. You look at Shackleford, one of the best players in the country. Take three games off Vanguard. You know, we were all set Vanguard, Lewis Clark being a possible senior of the week. And the Masters had other plans. I would say they were my biggest surprise. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. Uh, I think the Masters really, really, really surprised some teams out there. And and we were, I mean, literally, we had been talking about it the week before. Vanguard, LCSC, Series of the Week. And when the Masters took three of four, we had to kind of change course there. And the Masters will will jump up and bite you. I think at, at times, you know, they've they've really shown they can play some great baseball. My biggest surprise of the week has definitely been Union. They're playing some of their best baseball uh, you know, this is this is a team, Cody, that we honestly did not mention at all last year. And all of a sudden, their name is becoming regular on the podcast, and they've put up 18 runs in one inning against a non-NAI uh, opponent in Alice Lloyd. But they 18 runs in one inning is, is ridiculously hard. Also, shout out to McPherson. That is a program that is turning around because when I was in the Sooner Athletic and the Red River, that was a team that – you didn't expect much, and they are making huge changes, huge strides over there. 30 runs, no matter who the opponent is, is a crazy thing to do. Union gets mentioned twice in the surprises of the week. Congratulations to them. No better time than right now to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports is the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Alpha in Arm Care and Training Essentials premium and durable materials for individual and team use and they're always available folks at shopsilverback.com that's shopsilverback.com you can find them on twitter at shopsilverback they're a coach's company they're great guys give them a look if you haven't shopsilverback.com affordable quality 
It's the best thing out there. I've even got stuff from Silverback. So a huge thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Silverback Sports, unlock the Silverback in you. Time now for our Player of the Week, the NAI Ball Podcast Player of the Week. Cody, man, tell me a little bit about our Hitter of the Week. Derek Smith, the second baseman for UHV Houston Victoria. 10 hits, 7 runs, 3 home runs, 18 RBIs in one series. He set the program record with 10 RBIs in one day. Congratulations to Derek Smith. He absolutely went off, mashed. He hit another home run today. I mean, just an incredible week for him. Three home runs, 18 RBIs. Yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, he hit a home run today against uh, Texas A&M Kingsville. UHV was in that game. Unfortunately, things slipped away from them in the 7th and 8th innings, but UHV was in that game against Texas A&M Kingsville today, a Division II team that was in the D2 World Series. A lot of, of games that we were looking forward to today getting canceled as well in the South, but UHV able to get that game in. Derek Smith goes yard again. He's having an absolutely monster season right now, or really just a monster week. As Cody said, he is our NAI Ball Podcast Hitter of the Week. Our NAI Ball Podcast Pitcher of the Week is a guy that we've talked about a lot, and rightfully so. It's Oklahoma City University starting pitcher Bryce Milligan. Nine innings pitched, two earned runs, 15 strikeouts, and he did this against a top-10 team in the nation. He did this against one of their biggest conference rivals. He did this against USAO. Absolutely impressive performance from him. USAO did give him an ERA. I mean, he's been absolutely incredible, absolutely fantastic all year long. And so Bryce Milligan right now is our NAI Ball Podcast Pitcher of the Week. Also want to congratulate again our NAI Ball Podcast Hitter of the Week in Derek Smith out of the University of Houston, Victoria. Games and series to watch this weekend. What is popular? What's going on? Who should you be keeping an eye on? We'll start things out. Jamestown versus Northwestern out of Iowa, University of Southwest versus Texas College. Aquinas will take on Lawrence Tech. Lyon versus Missouri Baptist. Troop McConnell will take on Point. Lewis Clark versus Vanguard. St. Thomas University versus Thomas. Texas Wesleyan versus Wayland Baptist. Bluefield versus Union. Middle Georgia will take on Blue Mountain. Martin Methodist versus Faulkner. That'll be a great series. Columbia will take on Park. Harris-Stowe State versus Central Baptist. Menlo and Westmont Midway Point Park. And then Mount Vernon Nazarene will take on Indiana Wesleyan. Cody, man, will you be watching outside of our big series of the week? Which of these series really jumps out to you? Texas Wesleyan and Wayland Baptist. Really looking forward to that one in the Sooner Athletic. Big-time matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing if Thomas can pull off another upset and take a game from St. Thomas. No, absolutely agree. I mean, that that's a huge series for Thomas. If they want to really make a statement in the Sun Conference, you have an opportunity to do that against a very good team out of Miami Gardens, Florida, and St. Thomas University. I will also be watching Texas Wesleyan and Wayland Baptist alumni weekend for Texas Wesleyan. They're going to have a lot of guys from back in the day come out to the ballpark there in Fort Worth. That's going to be a great series, I think, between two really good Sooner Athletic Conference teams. There's just something about Martin Methodist and Faulkner that, that I like. Martin Methodist today actually hung tough with Tennessee Wesleyan. 13-10 to 10 was the final score there. Tennessee Wesleyan got the win. Also wanted to say the final really quickly between Indiana Tech and Faulkner, 16-12. All of that taking place today. I think that's going to be an interesting series. And speaking of 
Indiana Tech. They're actually going to be in our Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week, but we'll get to them in just a moment. Our three Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week are as follows. Brian and Tennessee Wesleyan, Georgia Gwinnett, Indiana Tech, Oklahoma Wesleyan, and Tabor, but we will start things out with Brian and Tennessee Wesleyan. Players to watch for Brian. Lake Burris is hitting 333 as of today with 12 home runs and 34 RBIs. He's having a great season. Gabe Howell, 318 average, five home runs, 23 RBIs. And the pitcher I chose to watch for Brian was Joseph Cuomo. Three and one. He's a team leader in strikeouts with 31 on the season. For Tennessee Wesleyan, Dan Fry, 329 average, four home runs, 16 RBIs. Then you got Cruz in that lineup, 309. Average three home runs, 24 RBIs. Jack Granith is a pitcher to watch there. A 205 ERA, 26 and a third innings pitch, 19 strikeouts. Cody, man, Brian, Tennessee Wesleyan, give us some of your opinion, some of your expertise on this. You know, this is a huge matchup in the AAC. It's definitely March, but this feels like it could have implications in May. Big time series. You know, it's on the road at Brian this year. If Brian could take two or three, they can have the foot in the door and possibly win the AAC title again this season. Yeah, no, this is going to be a huge series down the road. And, and really, I mean, the the conference season is so young. Brian's played six games. Tennessee Wesleyan's played five. It's an opportunity for Tennessee Wesleyan to jump up some spots in the conference. It's an opportunity for Brian to really knock Tennessee Wesleyan back. This is going to be a great series between those two teams. Our next Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week, Georgia Gwinnett will take on Indiana Tech. Indiana Tech might be playing the hardest week of anybody in the nation they're playing Faulkner than GGC. I mean, Cody, you would have to agree with that, don't you? Yeah, I definitely think that's the – I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know how they're going to do it pitching-wise, but that's really brutal. Players to watch for Indiana Tech, Trevor McDonald, 346 average, seven extra base hits, 14 RBIs. Jake DeFries, a 420 average, and 14 RBIs. Glenn McClain is hitting 317 with 19 hits, five doubles, and three home runs. And then the pitcher to watch – I. I love the bullpen, guys. Dan Shaw really has earned it. An ERA below one, 0.90, 20 innings pitch, 22 strikeouts. So shout out to Dan Shaw. And just shout out to the entire defense also. They're playing some great ball over there at Indiana Tech. For GGC, cannot talk GGC without mentioning Cam Corsi. What a season he's having. He's hitting 507, 37 hits, 8 extra base hits, 31 RBIs. Brenton Burgess, got to mention him as well. Hear nothing but great things about him. 358 average, four home runs, 16 RBIs. This is a team hitting 323 on the season. And then the pitcher to watch is Gregory Lucan. And I mean, he's got a couple of really good pitches. He's got some great stuff. 282 ERA, 5-1 record, 38 in the third innings pitch, 39 strikeouts, holding opponents to hitting just 170. Cody, you will be on hand for this series Tell me a little bit more about it. You know, I'm just looking forward to seeing how good Indiana Tech is in person. They have a win over number two, Tennessee Wesleyan. They got wins over number six. They have a win over Faulkner. You took a win over Faulkner last night. I think they've played a really good schedule. They've beaten some really good teams. You know, I, I'm just really looking forward. You know, I know GGC really well, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how Indiana Tech looks this weekend. No, I think it's going to be a great series out there in Georgia. I'll be keeping an eye on it all weekend long. And I got to give a shout out really quickly to Adam Kowalski, who helped me Help me out with Indiana Tech because this is a team that neither of us, I mean, you're going to get to see them in person, but we don't get to see them outside of, of what's played on on video. And so, um, you know, wanted to give him a shout and, and really helping me with some of the names as well. 
for Indiana Tech. This will be one of the best series around in the nation. This is an Indiana Tech team that's beaten some really good teams this year, hung in their tough all week long with Faulkner, really just got through a war of attrition game today. And Georgia Gwinnett is one of the best teams in the nation year in, year out since they started baseball. Cam Corsi is one of the best players in the nation. This is going to be a really exciting series. Last but not least, we head out to the KCAC. Oklahoma Wesleyan will take on Tabor in what will be a big-time matchup. Oklahoma Wesleyan in conference 11-1. Tabor in conference 10-1. And And the series will look a little bit like this. The players to watch for Tabor. Cameron Pope, 435 average, 30 hits, 4 home runs, 27 RBIs. Freddie Walker, 347 average, 25 hits, 11 RBIs. And then pitcher Nathan Arruda. 344 ERA, a 6-0 record, 34 innings pitch, 35 strikeouts. For Oklahoma Wesleyan, you cannot mention Oklahoma Wesleyan without mentioning Austin Soka. 545 average, 36 hits, 7 home runs, 17 RBIs. And the crazy part is they were playing Baker today. That could have gone up. I mean, he's having an absolutely incredible season. Drenis Ozuna also for Oklahoma Wesleyan, 446 average, 8 home runs and 33 RBIs. The pitcher to watch, Ryan Sandifer, 238 ERA with a 4-0 record, 7 starts, 41 and 2 thirds innings pitch, 35 strikeouts. Cody, Oklahoma Wesleyan, Tabor, for what feels like the top spot in the KCAC. Absolutely. I mentioned it with Tennessee Wesleyan and Brian. This kind of feels like it's going to pay off big in May. I think Tabor should have been ranked last week. I was very vocal about that. I think they have a chance to submit their ranking next Tuesday with wins over Oklahoma Wesleyan. I think this is probably the biggest matchup on paper this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I absolutely have to agree. I was kind of shocked that Tabor didn't get more as far as votes go in the KCAC. That that kind of threw me for a loop. I thought, you know, this is a team with less than five losses on the season. They've got a good shot to get in, and they might be feeling like there's a little bit of, of a chip on their shoulder. They've got something to play for, and Oklahoma Wesleyan's going to have to, you know, combat that and battle back from that. So it's going to be a great series in the KCAC, really for what is dominance in the KCAC. So absolutely fantastic Silverback Sports Series of the Week that we've got lined up this week. Before we close it out, we want to tell you about one of our favorite things. We started it last year. We had over 100 people. We already opened up the group this year, and we've got 25-plus people already. It's the NAI Ball 2019 March Madness Bracket Challenge. You are more than welcome to join us, whether you're a coach, fan, player, parent. All you have to do is follow the link that we put out on Twitter, or you can go to the tournament challenge on the ESPN page and type in NAI Ball 2019. That'll take you to our bracket challenge. Put your name and put your school that you represent. The winner of the tournament, the winner of the challenge, will get Cody and and. I know we haven't really talked about this, but the winner of the challenge will get a shout-out on Twitter, a shout-out on the podcast, and then we're going to have them call into the podcast, and we're going to have them talk with us for a little while. So you need to include your school. Again, if you're a player or a coach or a parent, doesn't matter. We You have to have your first name or last name, and you need to include your school to be eligible to win. We're definitely looking forward to that. We've had guys from all over the nation already sign up. I don't think we've had two players from the same university. So this is definitely cool, Cody, something that we're starting to do now year in, year out. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. 
you know, I did awful last year. I don't think you did much better. So we're looking to bounce back strong in 2019. <laughs> hey, I had the national champion picked out, man. You know, never bet against Coach Roly Massimino and the mighty Villanova Wildcats. It's one thing I learned working at Kaiser all those years ago. And, and so, you know, uh, I had Villanova winning it all. Don't think I'll have Villanova winning it all this year. But I did finish in 13th. I don't remember where you finished, but neither of us won. Jason from York won. So, you know, congratulations to him. This year, an opportunity for you to get shouted out on Twitter, shout out on the podcast, and be on the podcast, something that we just really don't let anybody do. So we are definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Cody, before we go, man, any final thoughts? You know, I think this is a much bigger week than last week, not to discredit last week. I just think it picks up this week, more ranked games, more ranked on ranked action. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little bit more pumped. I think we all are. Absolutely. Again, want to thank Cody for joining us via the phone, man. Did whatever it took to get on the podcast, so shout out to him. Cody, man, thank you for joining us this week. For anything you might need, NAI Baseball, you can follow Cody on Twitter, of course. He's at NAI Ball. If you're not following us there, don't know what's wrong with you. So at NAI Ball on Twitter. We also have Facebook. All you got to do is search NAI Ball. That's for all your news, scores, stats, updates from around the country and around the nation. NAI Ball will literally be posting scores all weekend long. You can follow myself, Robbie Gutierrez, the host of the NAI Ball podcast, on Twitter at RobG1063. Let's talk some NAI baseball. For Cody Butler, I'm Robbie Gutierrez. Until next time, this has been the NAI Ball Podcast brought to you by Silverback Sports. We hope you have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at shopsilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at shopsilverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.